For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's happening? What's good? Welcome back to Round Ball Stew. I'm Dan Tice from Yahoo Fantasy Basketball. That's Raphael Johnson from NBC Sports Edge and Roto World. It is championship week, ladies and gentlemen, and it's the midway point. So we have things to talk about before we get into it, though. Raph, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Consolation brackets. You know. <laughs> I know I'm not winning any money, so it's like, all right. You know, we can talk a little bit more about that later in the pod. There's some other topics that we'll probably touch on. But, yeah, um, I'm not in contention for anything this year. So how, how are your leagues going? Uh, it's a mixed bag, man. I think my most competitive leagues, uh, unfortunately, I'm in the Constellation bracket with you, playing mm-hmm. for nothing. Uh, but I do have a few leagues, um, random public leagues that I'm in that I'm still battling. I'm in, in one league. I'm down 9-0. I don't see how... Uh, several different pickups are going to help my situation right now because I'm just going through it injury wise. And yeah, we'll, we'll talk about something that, that could change that a little bit and a little, uh, a little bit later, but yeah, man, let's, let's get into it. First off, um, Emmanuel quickly. I don't know why this is becoming just like the Knicks podcast, I guess, but (laughs) I gotta, I gotta give my flowers, man. This dude is hooping and he, every time he starts, man, it's like a lightning bolt for this, for this New York Knicks team. And, I think it's been a, a huge luxury for them to have mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson missing time with his hand injury. Um, and now he's just thrusted into this role where he's getting four. I mean, he dropped 40 points, just crazy amounts of threes, yeah. just doing everything. So Manuel quickly, I mean, he's probably in the conversation for league winner right now, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I think well before this point, he'd established himself as someone who had to be rostered in standard leagues. Uh, which you don't always say about a reserve. And I think he's worked himself clearly into that conversation for six man of the year. Um, but regardless of what happens with Brunson, obviously you want him back for the actual postseason. But if you have quickly right now, you're in a really good spot. Monday's matchup against Houston's a great matchup for practically anyone who needs a blow up fantasy wise. So he took advantage of that, but he's played well regardless of who the opponent has been recently. Yeah. I'm getting a little concerned about Brunson. Um, for the exact point that you just made, like it makes sense for, for the Knicks to try to make sure that he's good for the playoffs. But, you know, with him not being eligible for that injury spot, he's just sucking up, um, you know, roster space right now. Yeah. And the Knicks have three games left in the week, you know, going up against the Heat, which is going to be a good one tonight. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road, and then they got Washington. Um yeah, I'm just I guess as a fantasy manager, what do you do if you have Jalen Brunson? Like I he's too good to drop him, but he's also playing on these bigger slates. You know, yeah. Wednesday is ten games, Friday is thirteen, and then Sunday is thirteen. If you have a choice, like I don't you may you may have to drop him at this mm-hmm. point, but uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully we'll see. I think we'll see him uh hopefully tonight. Has he been upgraded? Let me check the injury report real quick. Um yeah, I don't think he is still questionable. Yeah, still that's questionable. Okay. So that's that's one we'll yeah, that's one we'll have to wait on. 
Um, just want to get your thoughts in general. Um, Julius Randle kind of flipping out on quickly <laughs> and, and other teammates the other day. Yeah. Given their status right now and how much cap space they have, they got some picks to, to kind of play around. And obviously, you know, I think players are going to want to potentially come to New York now that they mm-hmm. see that this good energy that's going around Jalen Brunson and others. Do you think that they're going to keep Julius Randle going forward? Like, is he in their future plans? And could you see them trying to make a move for, I don't know, Damian Lillard, somebody else that could, or maybe a three and D guy that could, that could also help and kind of fit this roster a little bit better. Or do you think that Julius is going to ultimately be a Nick for the foreseeable future? I think he will be. uh, But if we're talking about the two guys who are the three guys who are being paid like prime players, his contract would be easier to move than RJ Barrett. And I don't think RJ Barrett's ceiling right now, whether we're talking fantasy or actual basketball is particularly high right now. Um, Fantasy, you basically only have him rostered because he's a starter and he's going to play a lot. Um, and that's not saying too much. So, yeah, I think they'll figure it out with Randall. Um, if these the outbursts or what have you tend to happen when they're losing. Uh, so they really haven't been much of an issue this season. They obviously were last year, but um, I think they'll figure it out. And I think he's going to be someone that they're going to at least go through the, the remainder of his contract with. He's got two years left on it. Um, I think he'll be relatively safe for that. Yeah, it bears the question for me whether he's mm-hmm. the, the true third star or not and whether he's going to play like that um, remains to be seen. He's super young, so like I feel like you got to yeah. give him some grace, but at the same time, mm-hmm. New York is not a fan base that you can just <laughs> be afforded grace like yeah. that. So, um, But yeah, Port- I want to talk about the Portland Trailblazers because um, they could officially be eliminated from playoff contention tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they've already they've already mailed it in. Jeremy Grant hasn't played in weeks. Anthony Simons isn't probably coming back. And Damian Lillard has been shut down. So where does that leave the Portland Trailblazers? Where does that leave fantasy managers primarily? Um, And this is is probably going to lead into a conversation we're going to have very Mm -hmm. shortly. But what Portland Trailblazers are you relying on right now in championship week? Shaden Sharp's the obvious name. So if you want to expand on him, I'll let you do that. I'm going to go with Keon Johnson. he played 31 minutes off the bench the other night. He was essentially the backup point guard to Ryan Archie Diacono. Six assists, 20 points in that game, a blowout loss to the to the uh, Pelicans. I think he's going to end up playing 25, 30 minutes per night, if not more, just because of sheer numbers. And he's someone they still need to see what they have there. They acquired him in that trade with the Clippers last year. Really didn't get him on the court too much last season down the stretch. He's dealt with some injuries. I think he's someone, if you're in a deep league and you need to roll the dice on someone, I think he's worth a look here because I'm not gambling on a Cam Reddish or Kevin Knox. We've seen enough of those guys already. Yeah, wow, that's that's interesting. I didn't even think you are going to go to Keon. Wow, that's that's a that's a nice deep stash <laughs> there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think given who the, the, the Portland Trailblazers are playing the next couple of games, they got a back-to-back pretty much, not a back-to-back set, but they played the Kings twice. Yeah. Um, and then they play the, do, 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 the Minnesota Timberwolves, Timberwolves, which is also a very important game for for them. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy that I was actually going to pick up was Drew Eubanks. He's still 28% okay. yeah. rostered. And being that all three of those teams really play through their big – well, I don't know to say the, the Timberwolves don't play through Gobert, but he's going to be on the court along with Carl Anthony Towns yeah. likely. Um, yeah, I think that he's going to get – Drew Eubanks is definitely going to get some time. And Yusuf Nurkic, mm-hmm. you've been saying, like, ditch this guy weeks ago. 
Yeah. Um, but I think that there is some upside with Drew Eubanks, especially if you're needing blocks. Like you're not going to be able to find those blocks um, readily available on waivers. Um, six blocks two games ago, but like he can give you almost a double double. We'll see how his mm-hmm. minutes kind of fluctuate, but I, I think he's a big man you can probably throw into your lineups uh, for the last three games of this week. Um, and speaking on the Portland Trailblazers, a similar team that's going the same direction. They just haven't admitted it yet. And they're constantly giving us fantasy managers the frustrations of going to the injury report mm-hmm. and then waiting to ultimately discer- determine the factor that they're not going to play. And it was interesting to me because Buddy Heald wasn't on the injury report yesterday. And yeah. now he's been ruled out. So, yeah, at this point, I think all, all indications, I wouldn't expect Miles Turner to play tonight. Tyrese Halliburton's mm-hmm. already been ruled out. So who are we trusting for the Indiana Pacers? I think it's Isaiah Jackson, uh, for one, in terms of that you know, front court rotation. Um, Jalen Smith is a little bit further down for me. Um, but I will say this for Rick Carlisle, at least he's playing both of his young bigs as opposed to the Hornets. They'll completely put one of their guys on ice. <laughs> right. Let's yeah. give you a one game to see what you yeah. can do without having any competition whatsoever. Like, yeah, Nick Richards doesn't play at all one night and the next Mark, Mark Williams, Williams doesn't. <laughs> it's like, so at least Let's we're not seeing some minutes. Yeah, too. <laughs> exactly. So at least we're not seeing that with either Jackson or Smith. Um, I think Smith gives you a little bit more if you need the occasional three-pointer, but defensively, I'm going with Isaiah Jackson. As you mentioned earlier with Drew Eubanks, those defensive stats can be critical this time of year. So wherever you can find them, I'd say you go get them. Yeah, and I think um, especially with – it's going to look like, uh, you know, Tyrus Halliburton's probably not going to come back and play. Um, Andrew Nemhard's 25% rostered. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an easily easily a plug-and-play right now um, going against the Bucks tonight. But, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the stars of the Bucks missed the game, probably Chris Middleton, because um, they're going to be on the front end of a back-to-back. Yep. And then you also have TJ McConnell, who's 30% mm-hmm. rostered, who's another guy that I think, you know, I've been uh, a TJ McConnell truther of sorts <laughs> uh, just for what he does. I mean, yeah. the efficiency from scoring, but then he also gives you rebounds well for a guard when he starts. Um, he's averaging 13 points eight dimes and five rebounds when Halliburton doesn't play. So I think those two guards could definitely be solid options for fantasy managers. And I would probably play them over other guys that I've been rostering for much longer just yeah. because of that opportunity and the usage rate that they're going to see. Um, totally agree with you with Isaiah Jackson as well. And uh, I think it's a great point that Carlisle's actually like trusting. It's like, all right, this guy's the next man up. Miles Turner doesn't play. You're getting all the minutes. It's not some confusion, um, ambiguous, you know, yeah. situation of who's going to be sitting, who's not. Um, so I think Isaiah Jackson is definitely another player that has double-double potential. We can also get some blocks there too. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely good calls. So based on this information, we're at week 23. Has this late season tanking changed your opinion on when you should start and finish your fantasy playoffs? Or we'll start there. We'll start there. It has, um, because there are only so many players you can go and add uh, throughout the course of this latter portion of the season. I think week 23, like that Charlotte example I mentioned, if you rushed out to pick pick up, say, Mark Williams when he came back from his injury, thinking, all right, he's going to consistently be in the lineup 30-plus minutes per night, um, if not a little lower than that, just because they want to get Nick Richards his run as well. And then not declared out, you know, just – doesn't play that can be really frustrating then you also have transaction at that point right exactly and also the dennis smith jr situation last night 
Now that was injury related, but he gets scratched after lineups lock. You know, you're you're out of luck there. So I think for me personally, I was I don't know exactly when I would end the playoffs for fantasy, but maybe that first full week of March. Um, that may be a little bit too early, but I don't know what you can do at this point, especially if you're playing like in big money leagues. You know, you're putting up two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars for an entry fee and half your roster is just sitting by mid-March. That's not a good feeling. No, not at all. Um, I've seen some extremes of this because, you know, some people are lobbying to start it right after the All-Star break. And I'm like, that's way too Mm. soon. Um, Yeah. I think if we move it back a week, because last week, actually, week 22 was actually a very streamable week. And I Mm. never really thought about this from a commissioner standpoint, but looking at week 23, I would never want to sign up yeah. for championship week with a 10 game week and two 13 game uh, slates. Like that's just mm-hmm. brutal from managing your team and actually trying to actually fit people into your lineups. And then you add the element of the tanking situation. It's like, yeah. all right, this is the new norm and players are going to be, you know, pretty much missing the last two weeks of the NBA season. Move it back one week, start at week 19, go to week 22 and let's see how that works out. The other end of this spectrum is, do you just change your format altogether? Do you just stop mm-hmm. doing head-to-head and go to Roto? Or have you gotten to that point yet? I haven't gotten to that point. Um, I've never been a huge fan of Roto. I've kind of come around a bit on it recently, but I just feel like in past experiences, if you fall behind, say, a month into the season, I think I found it really difficult to get back into the into things in Roto. So. I haven't gone all the way to that point where I'm going to refuse to play head to head, but I think it does make me a little bit more open-minded on Roto leagues. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the same opinion because yeah, it's just, I see I'm in a very competitive Roto league and the main four teams have been really been battling out much of the season. The bottom feeders haven't made any kind of traction or moves and they've been making moves, but like Mm -hmm. once you're in a deficit, it's so hard to make that climb um to to win roto and i i think that the fact that it doesn't have a playoff so you have a chance like even if you're in the Mm -hmm. sixth seed to kind of like overtake the top seed like i think that Mm -hmm. that's kind of i can't really get my arms around that um but it's also for diehards like roto was built in baseball and the people that are still doing roto five by five like you're 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 (laughs) you're a degenerate like Mm -hmm. i think it's just more parody in head to head and i think that that's more enjoyable and it's more relatable also to fantasy football which is like Mm -hmm. the easiest lift right so um one of the things i was thinking about though was mandatory at least the one thing that i would implore all uh commissioners to do next year is you have to have il plus like there's no choice Mm -hmm. in the matter like if you're gonna go if you're not gonna change anything change that because the in and out game to game time decisions the last minute cancellations like you got to be super flexible and at least um, in Yahoo, they allow you to do that with IL Plus. So I, I'm probably going to have three IL Plus spots next year um, just f- to deal with these types of situations. Yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's that's probably the main change that I would make. But it's going to be interesting. At least Yahoo gives you the ability to customize your settings and do all these things. So take time, think about it, talk about it with your league mates, and hopefully you decide to come to some kind of decision of what's best for all parties. That's not super frustrating, as this year has been for a lot of people. Um, all right, so now that I'm off that soapbox, <laughs> um, Anthony Edwards returned to play, and he's played heavy minutes. So this is good. Mm-hmm. He's back from his ankle injury. He played 35, 38 minutes uh, the last couple of games. Um, 
you feel good plugging him back in your lineup. So right. at this point, who's who's going to be the sacrificial lamb? Who's the person that's that's probably going to lose out here with Carl Anthony Towns likely playing um, over the next couple of days, being that there's no back to backs for Minnesota, so he'll have a day's rest in between there. Um, who do you think is going to be the one that's either not drop? You can't pick him up, or you're going to be dropping him as a result. You know, I don't think Kyle Anderson is going to take a significant hit, but I think it may be enough of a hit where you can't really play him um, the remainder of week 23, just because Anthony Edwards played both ends of that back-to-back in the in Northern California over the weekend. Um, I was, as you mentioned, Carl Anthony Towns is back. Rudy Gobert's in the mix. You got Mike Conley. Um, and Jaden McDaniels has really evolved recently. So that that's another person who can take kind of kind of take food off of Kyle's plate, so to speak. So I think he may be someone who takes a hit in the rostered percentage, but I can see holding on to him too, just because of everything he brings to the table. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe the Minnesota Timberwolves decide to stagger something, but like it's crazy because Kyle Kyle Anderson's just so yeah. good. And um, I don't know, man. Maybe he's their sixth man next year because, mm-hmm. dude, I mean, a double-double off – I mean, double-double last night – or two games ago, excuse me, 15 points, four rebounds, yeah. 11 dimes, two steals. The dude is automatic for some steals. Had, you know, 12, 10, 7, and five steals uh, the game before that. I can't mm-hmm. drop him. And yeah. I'm going to continue to start him at least until I see him only play like 20 minutes. And maybe this is the Minnesota Timberwolves plan is – you know, maybe we play Carl Anthony Towns 25 minutes, stagger those minutes with Gobert so we can still have a facilitator on the court um, because that was a very clunky fit for much of the yeah. season when they mm-hmm. did play together. So if he can stagger the minutes and he plays with Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert, I think that could give him still a little path for fantasy viability there. Um, but, yeah, other than that, like Jaden McDaniels has been playing great, so I, you can't bench him. Yeah. Um, at this point, I'm just riding it out. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to start. Kyle Anderson, I'm going to start Mike Conley. I'm starting all those guys. And we'll see, man. Maybe the Minnesota Timberwolves could be this scary team that now that they're finally getting healthy and they've integrated Kyle Anderson a lot more into this lineup, they're they're a way more dynamic team that yeah. might be able to surprise in a Western Conference that really hasn't had much separation uh, between those middle seeds there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm still holding firm with that. Um, and then uh, got an alert, Kevin Durant is set to return on Wednesday. This is going to be interesting because mm-hmm. the Phoenix Suns have only had three games with Kevin Durant. And um, uh, this is really what's going to be the, this is what everyone's been waiting for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they stay healthy. And what is it going to look like? Booker's just been going insane. Nuclear since, since Durant's been out. Let's see how it affects DeAndre Ayton. But like, what do you do from a defensive standpoint when you got, pure shooters like that you got to double kd or you got to double devin and then it's just going to leave gaps for i feel like ayton's going to eat ayton's going to eat um but yeah what are your expectations for the suns and i don't think there's any fantasy implications of this like it it pretty much it is what it is i'm not picking up you know josh akogi or or tory craig as a result of kevin durant's return here Mm -hmm. right if anything if you had them rostered you're dropping them but just want to get your expectations of what you would you think uh kevin durant's going to be like uh in his first game back um, I'm interested to see how many minutes he plays. I would assume he's going to be on some sort of minutes restriction uh, because they're kind of above the fray in the West. They still have some work to do to make sure they avoid the play in and possibly get home court in the first round. But 
they're not caught up in that mix beneath him. So I think they've got a little time to kind of ease Kevin into the into the flow of things. Um, yeah, like you said, I don't think I'm dropping anyone. I think Okogi and Craig kind of exhausted their fantasy viability while he was out, which was a bit disappointing since they were both starting. But regardless of which one of them is the fifth starter, I don't think you can roster either of them because they haven't been consistent catch-and-shoot guys. And that's what they're going to have to be with this group that Phoenix is going to have out there. And you just hope that Aiton can remain engaged. They get him going early and often just to make sure he's in the game because we've seen him drift out of games at times when the touches aren't there. Yeah, he definitely drifts out of games for sure. Um, always lobbying to get the ball, but when he gets it sometimes, I don't know. It's like a mixed yeah. bag of like when he's actually locked in or not. Um, but for other injury news, make sure you download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available on the App Store today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's going to be some more news coming out, man. Uh, Jared Allen didn't play last night versus the uh, – who did they play? They played the Hawks. The that Hawks, yes. Yeah. Yes, that was a good one. Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, played very well. Evan Mobley also continues to play well with, with Jared Allen out. Um, he is now questionable with a groin injury. Are you expecting him to make a return soon, and what does that mean for anyone else? I mean, I, again, it's going to be hard-pressed to find many people to pick up. Maybe Karis LeVert. Um, cause he's been playing well, but yeah. other than that, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to the, the depths of the, the Cleveland Cavaliers to, to replace Jared Allen. Yeah. I think the only person you would consider is Karis Levert at this point. Um, he's a bit quiet on Tuesday night against the Hawks, but before that, like you mentioned, he had been playing well. Uh, Lamar Stevens also started because they were out without Isaac Okoro as well. I'm not adding Lamar Stevens. Um, so yeah, I think. If anything, if you have, say, an Evan Mobley, you're encouraged because the shot shot blocking has increased with him moving to the center position right. with Allen out. If you have him, I think you're in a great spot if you're competing for a fantasy championship this week. How aggressively would you draft Donovan Mitchell next year? Ooh, 
It's a good question. Oh man, you think he's just, like? Would you pull it in the second round? He's. I think. The, I think the second round, you know, mid to late second round, I think would probably be his floor in terms of fantasy. I wouldn't take him in the first round, but okay, I think yeah, that's that's that, what I was wondering if you're getting. Yeah. If you, could he go like number twelve or like on the turn 13, 14, something like that? I think he's someone that if you're on the turn. Or like right after the turn, I think he's someone you can grab with that second pick and feel okay about it. Yeah, I've been very impressed with his integration into that team, and mm-hmm. I mean, just watching the way he—I don't know how he does it for his size, man. He just attacks the rim with such physicality yeah. and has so much control, but like still also can shoot the lights out. Um, just an amazing talent, and I've been really impressed. I think him and Mobley are going to be a great dynamic duo and then you also have Darius Garland who can go for mm-hmm. for 30 and 10 as well man this is a great squad I'm really excited to watch them come playoff time um Norman Powell let's talk about the Clippers a little bit Norman Powell's uh been upgraded to questionable he's been out for quite some time with a was a shoulder injury I believe yeah, yeah shoulder injury. left shoulder impingement yes yeah so now that Paul George is out do you think that that kind of gives him an automatic like you know hey here's 25 30 minutes mm-hmm. get, get to work or is that someone you're going to be picking up if he's available? Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, we've seen Bones Highland kind of occupy that space with Powell out. Um, it's been touch and go. He's had a couple good games, a couple quiet games. Uh, turnovers have been an issue at times with Bones Highland as well. So I thought he was someone you could add early in the week, but now with Powell on the, on the verge of returning, he's someone you're clearly going to drop in this space. Uh, Eric Gordon's going to remain in the starting lineup, I assume. You can get three pointers, but he's not someone that really excites me from a fantasy standpoint. What about Nick Batum? Well, that's he's funny. Starting. Funny, yeah, funny. You should mention <laughs> that. Um, he he has been starting for Marcus Morris. He hit eight three pointers the other night. I'm on record saying, don't be fooled by that. You know, <laughs> it was it was fun to watch. You know, you watch someone shoot eight for ten from three. It's it's exciting, but. We're not seeing the Nicholas Batum that we saw a couple years ago where he was like a bona fide fantasy asset. I don't think he's at that point at this stage, even though he's in a starting lineup. So I'm leaving him alone personally. Yeah, he's really only hitting threes. He's hit four threes, at least four threes in three consecutive games. But other than that, it's pretty empty stats. He'll give you a steal. Like, he's always good for that. But it's the rebounds and the assists that are kind of lacking. So I don't disagree with you there. Um, The other players I wanted to talk about, um, LeBron James was watching his son last night at the McDonald's All-American game and seemed to be moving well. He's been upgraded to questionable uh, for Friday's game, I believe. It's, um, it's for Wednesday. Uh, uh, Wednesday's game. Yeah, that's um, So, I mean, given where the Lakers are, you know Bron's going to be playing. Uh, what are your expectations? Do you think that that eats into Austin Reeves' potential? But I, I think it probably doesn't as long as D'Angelo Russell continues to miss time. Yeah, I think Reeves is going to be fine. Um, he's, he's heard Darvin Ham say that Reeves is going to be the starting shooting guard moving forward, uh, moving Malik Beasley to the bench. Troy Brown Jr. wasn't someone worth adding with LeBron out, so he's going to be moving back to the bench. Um, LeBron has come off the bench twice in his NBA career, and I don't expect a third. So, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> you know, so yeah, Troy Brown Jr. should already be on the outs fantasy-wise. Um I think Austin Reeves is going to be okay. I'm not expecting like 35 point nights like we saw a couple weeks ago, but I think he's going to be fine in fantasy. Yeah. And I hate that I'm making a recommendation of Dennis Schroeder, but I mean, the dude's been playing very well. Five 
yeah. at least five assists in the last two games. Uh, 21 and six the game before that, 17 and five before that. And he's been hitting a lot of threes, mm-hmm. you know, good for two at least. Um, I think he's a guy you could plug into your lineup, but I don't know that you're going to sit. I don't know if you're going to play him over like your main guys, but no. maybe you want to play a little defense, stop your opponent from doing it. I don't hate that maneuver. He has played, you know, 37 and 34 minutes in the last couple of games. So um, that's primarily because D'Angelo Russell's not there. So mm-hmm. if D'Lo's out, like Schroeder, definitely a player yeah. that could that could do well um want to get your thoughts on Bronny. um he was in the slam dunk contest he had five threes 15 points he's he's got a nice j like I, yeah. I'm, I was actually very surprised to see like his game kind of mat, uh, mature over the last couple of years because uh i mean obviously the dude's like lebron james son he's been all over the, <laughs> all over the the social mm-hmm. media platforms and everything um, saw he's worth seven million in NIL deals, which is crazy. Hasn't yeah. even hasn't even gone to college yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on on him as a recruit, and do you think he's actually going to be like somewhat decent of a player, um, in the league? I think he will be. Um, the shot has come along throughout his high school career, um, to where it, he's I wouldn't say he's lethal from deep, but we watched him. You know, he shoots the ball well. Uh, good playmaker, good basketball IQ. Yeah. I think he's going to be be fine as a pro. Um, I don't know if he's going to – you're not going to put him on the pedestal that his father has established because yeah. that would be terribly unfair. Um, but I think he's going to be a good pro. Um, but we'll see what happens. Like you mentioned, he still hasn't picked the college yet. Um, if anything, I'm looking forward to the Hoop Summit, which is next weekend in Portland. That can be a bit more competitive than the McDonald's All-American game, although I have no complaints about what we saw last night. I thought it was more competitive than previous editions. Uh, so yeah, I want to see him go up against some of the best young talents in the world, the USA <laughs> versus the world, that format. That should be pretty fun to watch, but I think he's going to be a good pro. Yeah, I think so too. And I was watching uh, – I don't remember. It might have been a – I don't remember what podcast it was, but Tim Hardaway Jr. was talking about how he oh, had yeah. to separate his legacy Buckets. from his dad. Yeah. Yeah, buckets, yeah, buckets. buckets. And um, I think that's really important. And I, I think he will. It seems like he's done a good job of trying to establish his own little legacy going on yeah. here and uh, making these decisions. And LeBron's obviously a supportive dad, but, you know, they're completely different skill sets, size, like the way that LeBron imposes will from high school. is completely different. Like this guy's like 6'3", you know, probably 6'3", point guard. But like already says, like, you know, he's already been hooping against pro players and yeah. – um. I don't know. He seems like he does have a high IQ and he could probably, as long as your, your form is good, like that's a good start. Mm-hmm. You'll learn a defense is effort. And I think like, he, it seems like he wants to work hard. So uh, more power to the kid, man. It's great to mm-hmm. see. And hopefully, I don't know, maybe we'll see Bronny and LeBron actually play in a game together. That would be wild on some Ken Griffey senior, Ken Griffey junior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, going back to uh, real life or fantasy hoops, James Harden, has missed several games with his Achilles injury. He was upgraded to questionable last Friday, and he still hasn't played yet. Um, obviously, a lot of conversation in the NBA circles around the decision to not play Joel Embiid against Nikola Jokic on Monday. I'll get your thoughts on that <laughs> after this. But what do you think of James Harden? And is he someone that you think is going to return to the lineup? Because Doc Rivers did say he expected him to return yeah. on this road trip. Um, so this would be um, this would qualify as that. Yeah, things shifted, you know, from the road trip, which ended in Denver to one of these two games at home. Got Dallas on Wednesday, then Toronto on Friday. 
Um, I would hope that we see him one of those games, but even though there aren't any back-to-backs, you're dealing with an Achilles and a, a player of James' level of experience, the amount of time he's played in the NBA. I think they're going to play it cautious here. Um, they they're not locked into the three yet, but it's going to be difficult for them to catch Boston at the two. So I don't know, man. I I, I don't. I don't think I certainly don't think you drop him, but I don't know if we're going to see enough of James Harden the remainder of this week for him to impact championship week rosters. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, Philly is pretty much they're pretty much locked into the no worse. You know, floors the third yeah. seed because they're three games ahead in the loss column of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So yeah. I doubt that they're going to catch them um, with only about six, seven games left. Um, in Boston, it's in which is it's within reach, but you know we yeah. don't have Harden there. Um, certainly going to impact that. Tyrese Maxey is going to play, continue to play very well for fantasy managers. Um, mm-hmm. I was very high on him in the beginning of the season. Didn't expect the James Harden injury to really catapult him to being like league winner yeah. status, but you know that this is the way this is the way it goes. Um, but yeah, want to get your thoughts on Jokic and and Embiid not playing in that game? I personally don't think that Embiid had much to gain by playing in that game. I, I think it's more less about Embiid and more about the Sixers' decision to play him in a back-to-back on Golden State and Phoenix, knowing that you know if this guy really cared about wanting to be MVP, you probably could arrest him on the back-to-back and then let him play on Monday. Um, but he annihilated Jokic yeah. the, uh, the last time they played, so maybe that was enough for him. I hope that he truly does not really care about MVP that much, and he is actually focused on the championship, but... It's kind of hard to believe that when you you jump on the athletic podcast with with Shams and then you kind of <laughs> kind of throw that subtle shade and yeah. and and uh, trying to act like you're the heel in a wrestling environment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was kind of kind of weird. Um, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on it? I personally don't care that much. Like I, it's I I, I don't care at all. Like it, <laughs> I think the only thing, like you mentioned, was him playing both ends of the back to back. Not, not only because of the potential matchup with Jokic on Monday, but also he's been dealing with the calf issue for a while now. And he so that was to the public, yeah. like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm going to need to take some games off. And yeah. the, the staff was just like, oh, it's all right. Let's just let's go <laughs> play this back-to-back. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that was a more surprising thing for me. So, yeah. But in terms of the MVP, oh, I don't care, man. I, I just wanted to end, <laughs> to be honest with you. Right. Just make them co-MVPs, and then we could all be happy. Yeah. Um, the Heat are going through it. They had some injuries. Jimmy Butler missed the last game. Uh, this was yeah. yesterday. Um, Kyle Lowry still under some restrictions, but this is yeah. a big game against the Knicks tonight. I'd expect Jimmy Butler to play tonight. Um, Max Struess probably affects him if you picked him up in fantasy. Probably yeah. not as as helpful. Uh, Caleb Martin is a guy that I've seen kind of floating around. I don't I don't know that I want to make that move either. Um, the Heat do have. How many games do they have left in this week? Um, they only have two. Yeah, so it's not even that attractive, to be honest. Mm-hmm. To, to even, yeah, actually, they're probably the worst uh, because they do play on Saturday. So, you know, maybe you want to pick up one of those guys on Saturday because mm-hmm. it's only two games slate, which is huge. But um, yeah, outside of that, like I don't, I don't know that I can trust too many Miami Heat players. Yeah, uh, Lowry. Not only is he under a minutes restriction, but he's still not playing both ends of back to backs. So he played on Tuesday. Um, he hasn't been officially been declared out for Wednesday's game against the Knicks, but I would not expect to see him out there. 
Maybe that has Gabe Vincent play even more than he has been despite being the starting point guard. But Gabe Vincent really hasn't excited me from a fantasy standpoint. So, and like you mentioned, the schedule, it really isn't conducive to picking up guys on that roster. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's not not much to be thrilled about. Um, on the Bucks side of things, they're on the front end of a back-to-back on Wednesday. Are you expecting Giannis or Middleton to miss time? And does that give Javon Carter potentially some streaming appeal? Because we know he loves to go off whenever yeah. the stars are out. Yeah, I think this game against the Pacers is going to be pretty wild just because of the number of people who could potentially be out. Obviously, we've seen some things uh, with the Pacers. You know, I think Chris Middleton, I think if anyone's going to sit, I think Middleton for Wednesday would be a a good possibility just because they've got the Celtics on Thursday. Right. And I don't know if they would mathematically clinch home home court throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs, but – Beating the Celtics at home would go a long way towards doing that. So I would expect them to have as many of their key players as possible available for Thursday. Uh, I know Giannis is probable for Wednesday, but I don't know. I would not be surprised if by Wednesday afternoon he dropped down to questionable. It's like, oh, he's a game-time decision. It's like, he's not playing. So it would not surprise me at all. You're right, man. I, I'm totally with you there. And I actually just got an alert from the Roto World app. Um, Kyle Lowry is going to be missing tonight's game. Yeah. Maybe Butler is probable. And Gabe Vincent is also questionable. But yeah, you're right. I don't, especially with Buddy Heald being ruled out, like, I don't, what does the Bucks have to gain to, to trot out yeah. Giannis tonight? I think you load up and, and get ready for that Thursday matchup versus the Celtic, which Celtics, which is going to be a very good game. Um, no tiebreaker implications there because the Bucks have a pretty substantial lead, but um, still going to be a great game regardless. Um, all right. Yeah, what so, else is oh, Thursday, okay. right? Oh, uh, what else is Thursday? Baseball season? Oh, yes, that's snap, right. Opening down. day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there may be a few of you procrastinators out there who doing your drafts today. Um, so we strongly encourage you to purchase the Roto World Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide. Uh, we've got all the player profiles, rankings, and projections that you need to hit your draft out of the park. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash draft guide and use the code PENNANT25, P-E-N-N-A-N-T, number 25, to save 25% at checkout. Yeah, I just uh, completed my last draft yesterday. Hmm. Don't really like how I felt about it. Fantasy Pros gave me a C minus on my draft analysis. So, you know, Ooh. I don't know. Sometimes I take those for a grain of salt. And other times I'm like, nah, Fantasy Pros is wilding. I think I might believe yeah. him on that one. That did, It felt like a C minus type draft. I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> um, but week 23, still got some games left. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely want to be targeting the teams with three games versus two. Um, so we told you to pretty much avoid the Miami Heat. Um, One team that I am interested in is the Memphis Grizzlies. And that's because Luke Kennard has been playing ridiculous basketball Mm -hmm. lately. Um, Coming off a 30-point performance three games ago, um, he's hit at least four threes and three straight, but he's also contributing to rebounds and assists, which I wasn't really expecting. Is this a guy you want to trust for the the last three games of Week 23? I would. Um, you know, he's a top 35 player over the last two weeks in nine cap. So he's definitely someone I, I trust. Um, even if the Clippers are motivated to try to shut him down because they play Memphis twice 
uh, this week, Wednesday and Friday night. I still think he's bringing enough to the table recently to where he'll be fine uh, in a fancy a fancy situation. Xavier Tillman's another one. Uh, yeah. He played really well Tuesday night, the career-high 20 points, nine rebounds. We've seen him give good rebounding performances you know, in that fill-in role for Steven Adams. So he's someone else I think I would be targeting these final three games of the week if he's still available for you. Yeah, and uh, we talked about – the Pacers of Nemhard, Isaiah Jackson, mm-hmm. TJ McConnell. Um, the Pelicans are another interesting team to me. They only play two games, but hear me out. They play on Thursday and Saturday, which is yeah. huge because those are two game slates. I would be willing to go down into the depths of the Pelicans roster to pick up Josh Richardson. And <laughs> you got to look at your, you got to look at your team and what you need. But I think there's an argument to be made that you could pick up Larry Nance if you need rebounds or steals. Um, Najee Marshall is another guy. He was getting backup point guard minutes for the mm-hmm. Pelicans yesterday. If you need assists, steals, and a couple of threes, Najee Marshall can get hot. Um, yeah, I'm willing to go that far <laughs> just to get some production. Because look at it. I mean, if you're if you're only playing two games on the, both of those days, 10 points, five rebounds, a couple of steals can go a really long way, especially yeah. if you have a couple guys that, that can do that. Um so yeah, that's that's the only reason. Those that's the only team that I would probably prioritize in terms of the two games that are left, only because they play on those two lighter slates. The yeah. other interesting team is the Buck, is the excuse me, the Celtics. Yeah, their season's over on Friday, so you should be dropping all of your Celtics players after that. Like they don't play, mm-hmm. so like they're not going to help you in the championship. Um, so all those fringe guys, like it's going to hurt. But you know, you got sometimes you got to you got to yeah. drop people like Jalen Brown if you got to pick up somebody to play, right? So. If they're not going to help your team, cut bait. Um, is there any other teams or players that you're targeting for the rest of the week? Well, we already touched on Portland. Um, so I mentioned Keon Johnson earlier. Right. Um, you know, the Spurs, you know, maybe a Sandro, Sandro Mamakelis Freely uh, for one. Uh, they've got three more games this week. Um, Utah is an interesting situation. Lowry Markman has been ruled out for Wednesday's game. But Simone Fontecchio is back in. He's been dealing with turf toe. I don't think I would add him, but I, I would think long and hard about Ochai Agbaji. Um, He's been starting at the two guard with Jordan Clarkson out. We mentioned last week, Clarkson's still having pain issues with catching a basketball. And you kind of need to be able to do that in order to be, effect- <laughs> be an effective basketball player. So I don't think we're going to see him anytime soon. Same thing goes for Colin Sexton. So I think Ochak, Baji, Chris Dunn, those are two guys that I think people should really be on the lookout for this the remainder of this week. Yeah, Horton Tucker had a good game, but like those turnovers still just don't it's kind of steer me yeah. away, as mm-hmm. well as the field goal percentage. But if you need the counting stats, points, rebounds, and assists, uh Taylor Horton Tucker certainly could be uh a help there. But yeah, I, I like the Utah call. One one other team I'm curious your get your thoughts on is the Thunder. Um, they're in the playoff race. Yeah. Isaiah Joe really shoots well when Shea Gilders <laughs> Alexander doesn't play. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can rely on that though. But like, have you? Is there any other looks of anyone in the Thunder that you may consider? Would you pick up Isaiah Joe, for example? I think I would consider him if I was needing three pointers. You know, you're talking about close to three per game over the last two weeks. So I think he's the only one I would consider. Um. Alexei Pokashevsky made his return. Um, so that was really cool to watch. But I don't think he's someone that you're going to run out there and, and risk 
adding to your lineup to this point in the season. You just hope he stays healthy and, and can kind of hit the ground running next year when they get Chet Holmgren back in the fold as well. Yeah, and um, anyone from Denver, do you think? I know they have a back-to-back on Thursday and Friday. Um, the Thursday game, you know, maybe you want to stream Bruce Brown, Contavious yeah. Caldwell-Pope. I think those are definitely options. And shout-out to Chris Brown. My God, mm-hmm. he had a game a couple nights ago. Uh, crazy tip back, uh, put back slam, uh, crazy athleticism. I didn't know he had a 40 inch vertical, um, pretty, yeah. pretty impressive. The Kansas guy. Um, yeah. but yeah, I would, I would definitely focus on Bruce Brown, um, and KCP. If you're looking for someone to stream on Thursday, I'd agree with that. And I'm trying to think of who else we got here for Thursday games. There's just not, there's only two <laughs> games, man. Slim pickings out here. Um, that's pretty, uh, that's gotta be it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any other options here. Um, oh, one other player I want to talk about real quick is Kobe White. He had a he put up a dud last game, but prior to that, he was a top seventy player over the last week. Um, would you give him a look, considering that the Bulls play three games? They do come on the bigger slates Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. But is he a player that you can slot into your lineups potentially? I think he is. Um... Like, it can be touch and go with him, but we've seen Alex Caruso kind of go yo-yo in and out of the lineup due to injury. Um, Kobe White's position in that rotation is pretty pretty secure, I think. So, you know, you talk about a guy who's top 100 over the last two weeks. I'd give him a roll out there, uh, even though they're on some busier days the remainder of this week. Yeah, his minutes are looking good, man. Um, no less than 26, and um, – I like what he's been doing in the rebounds and assists area. You know, it's kind of putting up Dennis Schroeder like numbers, but um, a little bit better from three and, and yeah. also gives you some steals too. So uh, if you're looking for a Bulls player or um, – because they do have a nice uh, schedule in terms of the, the teams that they're playing against. They're playing against the Lakers tonight. They got the Charlotte Hornets, and then they got the Memphis Grizzlies on Sunday. Um, and Memphis's fate has pretty much already been sealed. They've already clinched. The Kings could clinch tonight, which is great for light the beam. Um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty interesting. So I think we have actually one question in the chat. Hey guys, may I get your thoughts on the Mavs? I think they are the only team that plays Saturday and Sunday back to back. That is correct. They are yep. the only team that does that. The problem is, who who are we going to pick up? Lucas, Lucas, good. Yeah, Kyrie's playing. Christian Wood sucks. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. I mean, Jaden Hardy is probably the only option that I would go to. I don't, I don't know that I'm, I've seen yeah. that JaVale McGee is, looks like he's going to start to getting more minutes. He provided a nice spark defensively yeah. off the bench. That guy's erratic, though, and he doesn't really follow directions very well. So I don't know yeah. that I can trust in him either. So it, to me, it's Jaden Hardy or bust, and, and I don't know that you can – on Saturday, sure, definitely worth streaming. Sunday, you're not going to fit him in your lineup. So it's really just a one-game yeah. one, one transaction. Maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, he's at forty three percent rostered, um, but yeah, this I don't even though they have a back to back and they're in a position where they really can't afford to rest anyone just because no. of where they are in the standings. Um, that's what happens. You lose to the Hornets twice over the course of three days. <laughs> but um, yeah, and the th- the funny thing about the back to back at Miami at Atlanta. Now, if you know anything about NBA stories. In those two cities, well, 
we'll we'll see who's up for it on Sunday in Atlanta. That, that's all I'm gonna say. But um, yeah, I don't really think there are any. Maybe it, maybe that enhances Jaden Hardy because yeah. they they could probably get him out, but he's pretty young and, and it's you know he might have some age restrictions to deal with there. So maybe Jaden Hardy at nine percent rostered is someone worth rolling the dice on for that Sunday game in Atlanta, but. Yeah, there aren't too many appealing options there. Yeah, I totally agree. Magic City is definitely going to have people hungover uh, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll do it for Round Ball Stew. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. For those that are, I mean, I don't know how else to describe you, but straight up yeah. madness, like crazy. You want the chaos. Like if you still have your fancy season going on, we're here for you. We'll still give you the recommendations through the end of the regular season. Um, so make sure you tap in with us twitch 1 p.m eastern time next wednesday until then good luck hopefully you bring home your fantasy titles and uh, we'll see you next week thank you i know how to run a hair salon but for small business insurance i chose my state farm agent she's a small business owner too so she knew how to help me personalize my policies like a good neighbor state farm is there Talk to an agent today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.